But it, I've got like, God damn it. I want it. To, I want it to be sweater weather. It's officially fall. It? We actually don't get cold until honestly, usually January or February. That's like our coldest wow. months because normally mm-hmm. Christmas is like 70 degrees, like whatever. That's crazy. But, um, we get like actual like freezes usually mm-hmm. in like January and February where like you have to like cover your pipes and people don't right. so their pipes burst and all the plants die and all the bugs go to hell where they belong um, <laughs> yeah so like i know that that's the case <laughs> i know but like i want it to i want to be able to wear sweaters All right, are you ready to get into season three of Bob's Burgers? I am. It is. I can't believe we're on season three. I know. And season three is officially like a a regular amount of episodes, a regular length season, which I like. And I am excited because I feel like season three is when um, we start to get some of the songs like this is where this is the season where we have an indecent thanksgiving proposal so we get pass the cranberries yes and i'm very excited about that and yes yeah i feel like they definitely hit their stride with the musical numbers yes oh we get and we end it with topsy amazing amazing i don't know if we end it with topsy but we at least have topsy in this yes topsy is yeah and so we get I'm like, I feel like this season they were like, let's see if people will be into musical episodes. And we are. We are. I know some people don't like the musical episodes. I'll like see on Reddit sometimes people will make posts and they'll be like, "Uh, the musical episodes. And I'm like, you just don't have joy in your life. Yeah. I'm like like, uh, Mr. Franz's mother. Like, are you joyless, Philip? Yeah. (laughs) Is what I asked them in my head. So... But anyway, so we are going to get started with the uh, season premiere of season three, Earsy Rider. And I think we're back to... Shit. I meant to listen to our last episode. Who did the episode recap? I did, I think. I think it's you. Okay. All right. So do you want to get us started then on the Fast Facts? Yes. So question though for you, have you been recording this whole entire time? (laughs) Yes, I have been because I thought it was going to be a shorter conversation. No, I think it's, I think it's amazing. You have to, you have to open the episode with the bugs going to hell because that's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. I will. Don't worry. I literally just like texted my friend right now and I'm like, remind me when like in an hour to tell you something really funny because that's (laughs) truly like, that just encapsulated how I think. (laughs) many people feel about bugs so anyway okay yeah i'll, I'll go yes. ahead and open with that but yes i have been recording for the whole time nice <laughs> so, all right <laughs> so the hulu recap is a biker gang hangs out at bob's burgers as they mourn the loss of their beloved leader horny dave meanwhile louise is having an identity crisis when her bunny ears are stolen and everyone including the biker gang rallies around her which i feel like is a pretty good um description yeah, that covers you know, both there's the a lot going on in this one but mm-hmm. They encapsulate it pretty nicely. So the shop next door name is Annie Get Your Gum with an open sign in the window that is shaped like a gumball machine, which is a play on Annie Get Your Gun, a musical from like the 90s. 
the 80s i don't know it could be before that but i remember like seeing it in the 90s with bernadette peters yeah i think years ago i think it's older but like it's been around for a while because it's about annie oakley right right yes i always i know that they're two completely separate things but whenever i see annie get your gun what plays in my head is that song's like janie's got a gun oh really (laughs) so like two different time zones clash in my head when i hear yeah it's funny i thought you were gonna say annie no not annie the musical annie you know because like annie get your gun annie like nope that's where i was going but nope yeah no no orphans just people with murder (laughs) (laughs) just just shooters yeah um so the pest van name is no more mr mice guy with a sign of a mouse with like the like no through it you know like the no yeah the ghostbuster circle yeah yes (laughs) (laughs) and that is a play on no more mr nice guy by alice cooper um, we have some burgers of the day. We have two carrot burger, which comes with two carrots. We have say it ain't cilantro burger. Doesn't come with cilantro because cilantro, according to Bob, is terrible. Or according to you, is terrible. No, that's what's on the board. It doesn't come oh, with cilantro. Oh, that's what's on the board. <laughs> cilantro is terrible. I'm in agreement with Bob, and I know what? I'm sorry. I live in Arizona. Cilantro's on everything. Oh. I am just not a fan of cilantro. I don't like the have, taste or the yeah, smell. No, the taste. I don't have the gene that makes it taste like soap. Okay. I just don't really like it that much. Oh my god! I like love I'll, I'll eat it. Like if it's in yeah. a salsa or something, I'm gonna eat the salsa. Like I'm not that picky, but like there are some people that I know that will just like put like piles of cilantro on like their taco or something, and I'm like, yes, I just, me. That's yeah, me. <laughs> I personally, I just it's not one of my favorite flavors. I but, love it. I, I like tell Steve all the time, like anytime we buy it, I just like sniff it like compulsively. And I'm like, I want like someone to make a perfume, like a cilantro forward perfume because oh, I would sure totally that, wear it. Let, I'm going to look it. for one. I want to see if there is one. I'm sure that there is. But yeah, my, my sister um, is one of the people that it tastes like soap. Like if there's cilantro in anything, it immediately mm-hmm. just ruins everything because it tastes mm. like soap. Doesn't really matter. But no, so that's not, that's not according to me. That is according to Bob. On to the Bob. chalkboard, it says... Say it ain't cilantro burger, and then in parentheses, doesn't come with cilantro because cilantro <laughs> was terrible. So, you know, the writer's and opinion. Then, yes, but then that's, well, whatever. He can do what he wants. Um, then the last burger is not if I can kelp it burger. Yeah, and that one did not have any parentheses, so I have to assume it has, like, seaweed on it or something. Yeah, I don't know something, what else right? it could be. Not if I can kelp it. I don't know, but yeah, yeah no it would parentheses have to, be. to help us. Yeah. Um, so we have some important character introductions. We get the one-eyed snakes, um, the lovable biker gang that you simultaneously also don't want to cross. Um, we get to know Critter and Mudflap and Sidecar, technically, even though we don't learn his name in this episode. And we meet Logan, Cynthia, and Tom. So the nemesis of the Belcher family are different. Linda and... Louise yes, Linda and Louise, I guess. Jimmy Pesto mainly, yes. is still, still the, like Tom Thomas. is not a nemesis for Bob. Tom just exists. No. <laughs> yes, that's true. So Critter is voiced by Robert Ben Garant. Garant? I've been saying Garant. Garant? Okay. Yeah. G-A-R-A-N-T. Garant. Yeah, that makes sense. Garant. Garant. Eh. So he is an executive producer on Reno 911, and he also is Deputy Travis Jr., 
Mudflap is voiced by Wendy McLendon Covey, who plays Deputy Clementine Johnson in Reno 911. She's Beverly in the Goldberg, the Goldberg, sorry, and Rita in Bridesmaids. Logan and Tom are voiced by Kurt Braunahler, who has been in The Kroll Show, Adam Ruins Everything, and Chelsea lately. And he does stand-up. I feel like I've seen his stand-up before. Yeah, I um, think he's more well-known for, for stand-up than he... Because yeah. his appearances in shows are pretty minor. Yeah. And then Cynthia is voiced by Lindsay Stoddart, who does a couple of other voices in Bob's Burgers. Um <clears throat> like Barbara Brunkley and the RV lady in the camping episode. And she has been in things like Modern Family, Bones, and The Office. So a bunch of new characters, a bunch of new voices. Yeah, new season, um, new characters, new actors, yes. exciting stuff. Which is exciting. And then some random factoids is that this is the first episode where Louise is seen without her ears, but her head is covered, so we don't really know kind of what she looks like totally without some sort of thing on her head. Um, this is the first episode where we see a character smoking a cigarette, which is Critter. Um, this is the first time that we see Mort seated to Teddy's right instead of to his left, um, which seems to be just kind of a one-off thing. Yeah, because Teddy's pretty particular. Yes. <laughs> if Mort isn't, then Teddy definitely is. Um, we see the kids' bikes for the first time in this episode, but we get a more formal introduction to them in Bob Fires the Kids which was produced before this episode, so that would make sense that they would have them but not, like, make a bigger deal about them because... Yeah, we don't learn, like, that Louise calls her as, like, the green machine or anything like right. that. We just see them for a hot second. Yes. And then Critter's motorcycle that he has in this episode is not the same one that he sells in Wag the Hog, which is in a few seasons later. Um, so he either built a new bike out of stolen parts, perhaps, or modified the one that he currently has... Um, or maybe he has a few or they just, you know, decided to switch it up for whatever reason. Yeah. And this is the first episode where we don't see the restaurant at all in the end credits. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, like in previous, in like last season, like for the Belchies or in the Belchies, for example, like they start in the restaurant, but then they end in a different location. But this is the first time that like the restaurant does not make any appearance at all right. in the end credits. So. Fun stuff. Nice. And then just a few goofs. Um, no matter how much beer has been consumed in the later scenes, all the beer bottles are shown as having like two-thirds liquid in them. The One-Eyed Snakes members' tattoos on their arms change from like the left to the right arm um, at different points. And just before Critter looks in the restaurant's front window, he is shown drinking out of what appears to be like a flask, a metal flask. But when he throws the flask, there is the sound of a glass bottle breaking. So not metal. Very tiny, tiny little thing. Yes, that's like insane level goof, but I love it. I'm yes. here for it. Um, so the A story is a high school bully, Logan, steals Louise's bunny ears, causing her to go to great lengths to get them back. And then the B story is after a funeral for their leader, a biker gang establishes connections with Bob's Burgers. Yes, indeed. So, and I a mean, lot going on. Yeah, and those one. two, I mean, they get kind of equal playing time, so probably they could be switched between... Like, I don't know that one of them is necessarily, like, a bigger story than... Right. Because even, like, the episode title, Earsy Rider, has, like, biker stuff and the right. ears in it. There's not, like, right. you know, one thing that dominates everything, but... And they eventually kind of, like, 
combine. Yeah, they totally combine. You know, so. And then you have, I don't know, the very short-lived sea story of Mudflap having a baby, I guess. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready to take us in the deep dive? I absolutely am. And before we get into the deep dive, there are a couple of like opening credit changes that I wanted to call out as well because we're in... The third season, it's a longer season, so there's just a couple of animation changes. So at the beginning of the episodes, there's like a burger that kind of plops and assembles itself. But in the third season and onward, it kind of plops and appears in Bob's hand instead of just like into nothing. In air, yeah. Yeah, so that's fun. Um, And then Louise changes kind of her pose. So at the beginning, we like zoom out and see the family, like starting from the third season onwards, Louise is kind of like stretching her hands out and doing a little pose. The dog barking sound effect got added in, you know, because Gene's messing with his keyboard. Mm -hmm. And at this point and continuing, we see Jimmy Pesto's reflection in the Pest Van. So when you're watching, the Pest Van will roll up and then you'll see Jimmy Pesto like kind of mean mugging at Bob and like crossing his his arms and staring at them from across the street. So I don't know if they're going to keep that little detail in there, because I have no idea what they're doing with the Jimmy Pesto character, but Mm -hmm. that's something that got added in starting in the third season. Very fun little detail, I think, for us. (laughs) Totally. All right. So we open in the restaurant, and Linda is reading the paper, um, which is Oceanside Times, (laughs) and Bob is bringing a burger to Teddy, who's sitting at the counter with Mort. And Linda's like gasping and like making kind of offended noises when she's reading the paper. She's like, oh, what? Oh. And, and Bob tells her like, hey, like, Lynn, you really should stop reading the police blotter because all it does is make you mad. So I feel like that's such a fun small town paper thing to have a little police blotter section. Yes. I don't know if our papers do that. We well, you know what's so funny? Actually, now that you say that, I, when I was in college, so I like went to college in a very small town. And one of our professors at the end of every class would be like, stay out of the police blotter. That was like always her like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> like whatever, see you Tuesday, stay out of the police blotter. Like that was always her like ending oh my of the gosh, class. I, love that. I just had like a recovered memory, like now that we're talking about it, but a great way to end a college class for sure. Oh, it's solid advice too. Everyone yes, should stay it out is. of the police blotter. So Linda, you know, is continuing to read it and she asks out loud like who would steal a sign for ball street and then she like laughs at herself which is really funny mm-hmm. <laughs> ball street <laughs> and then she's like oh, what is this town coming to but then she answers herself and she's like it's going to cramp <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know teddy commiserates he said that um when he was driving someone i guess through a snow cone at his windshield and he thought he hit a rainbow and it was terrifying <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love that too. And Bob says he doesn't think the town is going to crap, but then we start to hear like the roar of engines and we see some motorcycles in the background. There's a group of motorcyclists, motorcyclists, my God, that are, (laughs) um, you know, approaching and then parking outside. And when we see them parking their bikes, we get a glimpse of their vests that have their like club logo. It says one-eyed snakes and there's a graphic of a one-eyed snake kind of like curled up um and it looks pretty phallic pretty sure that was on purpose because when i yes anyways i would assume right i was like just thinking about that like that's well because like the other reference to no yeah 
is ding dong. But like the yeah. other biker gang, <laughs> like the one that Mudflap's friend is in that we get like in like a way later season is like the Easy Beavers or something. Yeah. Like the logo is <laughs> so. like, it kind of looks like legs open. Yeah. So that's. They're going for Silly something. little jokes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get it. And then also, um, funny enough, like the text of the One-Eyed Snakes on their vest is like really similar to the Bob's Burgers text. Like it's like red font on like a yellow background, like in the yes. same font. And I'm like, I love that. I know. It was destined that the One-Eyed Snakes and Bob's Burgers would be like pals, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so Mort gets up from his, the stool that he was sitting on and he says like, oh, cool. That's my two o'clock. The One-Eyed Snakes Motorcycle Club. Um, apparently their chapter president died gruesomely. And Mort is doing the service. And as he's standing up, Bob is like, oh, well, that explains why you're wearing leather pants. (laughs) And we kind of zoom out and see Mort wearing his leather pants. And he's like, oh, I've been waiting forever to bust these out. And so he, like, starts to walk away. And you can kind of hear them squeaking together. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So as he's leaving, Linda is like, oh, he looks like Prince. And Bob says he looks like that white Prince. And then from off screen, (laughs) you hear Mort say, look, but don't touch, fellas. (laughs) (laughs) so good so love that um and then so we cut to the kids who are walking home from school they're passing by an empty lot on the corner where there are three older kids messing around on skateboards i don't know what this area is it's just like a corner lot and it's asphalt and there's steps but it's like a very small area so it's not like an event space i don't know maybe buskers set up there i'm not 100 percent sure it's like it's the, like a little like a little like urban park I feel like kind of but like because when there's only steps like there's nothing else nearby like maybe it is well isn't just, that isn't that where in like later seasons when Tina meets Josh like aren't they in that area too they're like, like practicing, practicing their dancing their dance yeah moves and stuff yeah so it's like a little I don't know like a little open tiny little open area I guess but yeah it is it, it is kind of strange yeah. <laughs> And so uh, Tina, like, comments on them, and she's like, oh, those are the guys who took over the steps. Like, I heard I, they pick on kids. And Jean is like, wait, I'm a kid. And Tina's like, oh, we should take the long way because they don't want to get picked on. Um, but Louise isn't having it. She's like, oh, I'm not afraid of some high school kids. And then she goes, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of, like, walks right next to them and hums casually. Like, instead of just walking on the sidewalk, she, like, gets closer to them to yeah. walk by. So. Precious Louise being the little instigator that we know she is. And then, uh, so one of the teens, a blonde kid who we will come to know as Logan, but we don't actually know his name until later in the episode. However, I'm going to continue to refer to him as Logan because otherwise it's going to get really annoying. Mm -hmm. So Logan, whose name we don't know yet, kind of, you know, approaches Louise. He like skates up to her. He's wearing a long sleeve shirt underneath a short sleeve shirt. So fashion Mm -hmm. um and he he just skates up to them and he's like hey like you guys can't be walking here and louise responds with sarcasm of course and she's like oh my gosh i can't walk here but oh look at this it's a miracle i'm walking (laughs) and like looks down at her feet and starts taking steps and logan says to shut your butts coconuts (laughs) i love it their interactions are so weird I know. And, um, I love it, though. Me, too. And uh, Louise, like, continues. And she's like, oh, but you said I couldn't, but I'm doing it. And Logan's like, well, I want your butt to shut. And Louise is like, well, listen to the hum of my butt and starts humming. And Logan's like, well, listen to this. Clap. Shut. Shut it. <laughs> so immediately they have a great rivalry going on. Yeah, totally. Because this is their first interaction with each other. So good stuff. 
Um, so then Louise and the, and Jean and Tina that are just kind of following her and staying silent. But Louise leaves and she gives kind of an aggressive like, see you later. And Logan's like, oh, have a great life. And Louise is like, already having it. So, you know, clearly best friends mm-hmm. is what's happening. So as they're walking away, Jean is kind of like, oh, that was intense. And Louise tells Jean and Tina that those guys, the teens, are like little acne-covered kittens. And she starts kind of meowing. And then, like, kind of you see her, like, point back at them with finger guns. And she, like, makes, like, little gun noises. So she's like, meow, meow, pew, pew, meow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. What? And during the whole scene, the other two teenagers that Logan's hanging out with, I don't think we ever learned their names, are just, like, laying on the steps. So Logan's the only one that really cares about being left alone, I think. Yeah. Like, the other ones are, like, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Like, the whole the whole entire thing would have taken about four seconds because if they had just stayed silent, the kids just would have walked by and nothing would have happened. And instead, right. it turned into, like, a whole big thing. Like, a whole so. thing. Yeah. But, you know, brain development isn't complete in nope. teens, so <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so then we cut to the funeral home, and we hear some extended guitar music, and we see Horny Dave's coffin. Um, there's some funeral flowers. There's the photo of him, which is a mugshot, so we see, like, his front and his side. And then, like, a banner behind the coffin that says, Rip Horny Dave, God gave you a halo because he couldn't make you wear a helmet. <laughs> I love it. So, PSA, wear helmets. Yes. Guys, like, please, when you're, if you ride a motorcycle, like, please wear the safety equipment, like helmets and leathers and things that will prevent you from dying immediately when you crash. Just FYI. So we then like kind of pan to the crowd who's looking sad. They're drinking out of their flasks and Mort like leans over and asks one of the motorcycle guys if they should start to fade out the song because the memorial jam has apparently been going on for 21 minutes <laughs> but the uh biker says like oh this was horny dave's favorite jam you know keep it cranked and mort is kind of intimidating he's like oh horny dave's favorite jam my favorite jam keep <laughs> it cranked eddie no clue who eddie is is he someone who works at the crematorium is he another biker i don't know i don't <laughs> think we ever hear from him again <laughs> But Eddie keeps it cranked. And then we switch to outside of the funeral home where the bikers have gathered. So the service is over. The memorial jam has ended. I don't know how long it ended up being. And we cut to Bob and Linda inside of their restaurant. And they're looking out and they're seeing a few of, bike, uh, a few of the bikers, one of whom is wearing a very tattered vest. Um, he like takes a drink and he throws his flask and he looks in the restaurant in interest. And Bob kind of to himself is like, oh, please don't come in here. Um, But as soon as the door opens, he's like, welcome. (laughs) So, you know, he knows he at least needs to be a businessman. And then the person who was wearing the tattered biker vest, um, who we will come to know as Critter very shortly, um, asked Bob if they serve beer. Bob tries to lie and say that they don't, but Critter points at Teddy, who is actively drinking a beer, and is like, well, what's that then? And Bob admits he's like, oh, I, I lied. I lied. We do have beer. So Critter is like, all right, cool. Let's drink to Horny Dave. He puts some cash on the counter. And then Linda's like, all right. (laughs) So we get another slight time jump. The restaurant's full of bikers. Bob, Linda, and Teddy are at the counter observing. We see like a group of bikers, two guys and a woman who we will soon know as Mudflap are chugging beers. um, And Mudflap wins. She throws the bottle with a cheer. Um, She's very obviously pregnant. (laughs) 
<laughs> and Bob points it out. He's like, oh, like that woman that just won the drinking contest, just pregnant, isn't she? And Linda's like, well, they say in moderation. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and then Teddy like pulls a little attitude. He, Teddy very, uh, he's someone who we know kind of goes along with the energy of whoever he's with at the time. So yes. he's like picking up on all the biker energy and he like, kind of pulls <laughs> a little bit of an attitude and he's like, they don't judge your lifestyle, you button down pencil pusher. <laughs> and Bob is like, what? What was that? And Teddy says, sorry, it's just that the motorcycle thing is really contagious. And then he kind of wants to go out and get a bike and like hassle some shopkeepers. And then he like pretends to hassle a shopkeeper and he's like, hey, old man, you don't know me. I'll break your window and I'll hit you with a bat. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Immediately violent, but I do love I it. I know. But he's just, trying, like you said, he's just trying to go with the... Yeah. He, he's he matching really, the vibe. He's a he's definitely like a personality chameleon. And like, yes. I can't judge him because who doesn't, like, honestly, who doesn't modify themselves a little bit based on who yeah, they're around. Yeah, totally. So. so Bob is like, oh, yeah, Teddy, that sounds like a great idea. And Teddy's like, no, 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 I'll probably just go home and like watch the hockey game. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we get a toast from the bikers. With Critter, there's, like, that one blonde bearded guy that we see a lot, and I don't know if he's ever named, but he, like, shows up a lot in relation to the one-eyed snakes. Mm -hmm. And then Mudflap. And so they all, like, raise their beers, and they're like, to Horny Dave, hell of a man. And then the the bearded guy says, hell of a friend. And then Mudflap says, hell of a lover. (laughs) And they, um, you know, drink their beer and then throw the bottles and smash them. And Bob, kind of in a stressed-out voice, is like, oh, they broke more bottles. (laughs) (laughs) So at this point, the kids are arriving home from school and they see the bikers, a couple of them like loitering outside the restaurant, um, one of whom is like drinking a beer and smashing a bottle and then also Critter who is smoking. And Jean is like, oh, it looks like the restaurant just got a lot edgier. (laughs) And Tina says she hopes she can still get in. (laughs) (laughs) And Louise is like, oh, you probably can't. Like, I'll meet up with you guys later. (laughs) Um, so the kids walk toward the restaurant and then Critter kind of compliments Louise's hat saying, oh, I like your lid. And um, at this point, I don't think that we had gotten a really good look yet, but we see some of the biker's tattoos. So Critter's tattoo on his arm looks like it's supposed to be like a, a flaming skull, but it's a cartoon. So it's like a very childish drawing of a skull with some flames around it, which is fun. We also see through the window mud flap one of her tattoos it looks kind of like a heart with bones but maybe it's supposed to be a skull and crossbones i'm not 100 percent sure Mm -hmm. and then like the blonde bearded guy has like a heart with like a script thing underneath like those those generic like mom tattoos yeah that that people always put on like bikers and cartoons yeah yeah so yeah we get a, a little look at those um so louise compliments him back saying she likes his vest and then says you know what's left of it And he says, yeah, you know, these colors have been through hell and back. Part of them stayed in hell. (laughs) And then Gene asks, what are those pretty buttons? And, like, he's asking about kind of the patches that are on the vest. And Critter, this is sweet. Like, Critter's aware that he's talking to children. So he he makes up what they are. And Critter is like, he he says kid-friendly things. He's like, oh, I got this one for tickling a cop. (laughs) Um... And Gene points out another one, and he's like, oh, for not being associated with the white power movement. So that's a little yikes. We don't want to be associated with the white power movement, guys. 
Um, and then finally for blowing up a bunch of balloons for kids like them. <laughs> um, but we don't, we don't get like an actual look at the patches. Like we don't zoom in enough for that. They just are little colored squares and circles. So mm-hmm. I wonder, I wonder what they would have drawn for those. Probably didn't want to think about it. So yeah, <laughs> no, no details, just circles or squares. Um, so at this point, Bob comes out of the restaurant and walks past Critter and is like talking to the kids. And he's like, oh, just an ordinary day here at Bob's Burgers. Right, kids? <laughs> and Critter tells Bob, nice place. And then actually introduces himself as Critter. And then Bob, you know, is like, oh, yeah, I'm Bob. And Critter tells uh, Bob that he's the chapter president and that Horny Dave was the chapter president until his grisly death. And Bob tries to like move the conversation kind of along saying like, oh, I'm sure you don't want to talk about it. Really, Bob, I think, just doesn't want to hear about it. But like, that's kind of the polite way to say like, oh, it's okay. You don't have to tell me like, oh, I'm sure you don't want to talk about it. Uh, But Critter does. He's like, yep, uh, Horny Dave got in a wreck with a semi, all right. It was real fiery. (laughs) And then apparently by the time they pulled him out, his entire lower half, the horny half, was roasted. (laughs) And that's why the vest is in tatters. And Bob tries to tell him, like, oh, no, the vest looks nice. And Critter's like, no, it doesn't. And Bob's like, yeah, no, it doesn't. (laughs) Um, Before saying that the vest is supposed to make him look like the unquestioned leader of the club, but instead he looks foolish. So we see that Critter clearly is is having some complicated emotions, um, Mm -hmm. you know, taking the mantle of leadership on. I get it. I get it, Critter. I'm not the leader of a bicycle club, but I get it. (laughs) A bicycle club. A motorcycle I know. club. <laughs> God. So tame. <laughs> a club. My bicycle club. So next to them, the two of the bikers who were outside, who were apparently named Statch and Nasty Slim, because Critter calls out their names, start fighting and kind of like roll into the street. And Critter's like, hey, Statch, Nasty Slim, cool it. And then this is like, he uses this as evidence to back up his previous um, kind of insecurity where he's like, you know, see, Horny Dave was a better leader. You know, under Horny Dave's leadership, you know, if people are fighting, you know, he'd just come out and say, like, let's go cook some meth. And then they would and they would just forget their troubles. And the kids who have been listening to this conversation, they're still outside, are <laughs> like, oh, it sounds nice. Like, maybe we should cook meth. And Tina's like, I want to forget my troubles. <laughs> and Jean says, God bless this meth. <laughs> and Bob is like, okay, so kids, good. go inside. <laughs> oh, that line is so funny. So then um, the kids go inside. Bob and Critter are still outside and they continue chatting. Critter kind of motions towards Linda and it's like, oh, so that's your old lady, huh? And Bob is like, yep. She goes by Linda or Dragon, whichever. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bob kind of points at Mudflap and is like, oh, is this your old lady? And, and Critter's like, you know, no, Mudflap was Horny Dave's. And then I think this is actually where we learn that her name is Mudflap is indirectly because Critter calls her Mudflap. And he says that she's a special woman and she can open a beer can with her boobs. Uh, I don't know how. I love it. <laughs> we see her open a bottle, but I'm pretty sure he says he, she can open a beer can with her boobs. How yeah. does that happen? So Bob is like, oh, mine can't do that. And Critter says it's an art. And then we kind of cut to Mudflap <laughs> doing that. She opens a, a bottle with her boobs. There's some applause. Tina kind of is like, whoa. And Louise says that now she wants them. <laughs> <laughs> So Linda asks Mudflap if what she just did is a requirement for being in the club, and Mudflap tells her that she wishes it was that easy. And another biker kind of cuts in and says that Mudflap uh, had to beat the snot out of some poser in Macon, Georgia, one fine day in spring, and then she got her colors that night. 
And Mudflap corrects him and says, no, it was fall. And the biker is like, no, it was spring. I know because the azaleas were in bloom, (laughs) (laughs) which I love. But I also did Google this because I don't know anything about plants. I I do not have a green thumb by any stretch of the imagination. So azaleas do bloom in spring, but there is a variety of azaleas called encore azaleas that have a second blooming in the fall. Nice. I love Either that. one Encore of them could have been right. <laughs> yeah, Encore Azaleas. <laughs> that's so funny. It's like, that's a really smart name for that. Yeah, that is. That's what I like they that. are, the Encore mm-hmm. Azaleas. Totally. So either one of them could be right. We don't know what season it was because the Azaleas could have been blooming in spring and the fall if there were Encore Azaleas. So Linda's like, oh, Azaleas, because they are pretty flowers. I get it. And the biker agrees, and he's like, yes, uh, they are beautiful in Macon. Second only to their crank, that sweet Macon crank. (laughs) (laughs) And Tina asks what crank is, and the biker says it's like meth's dirty cousin. (laughs) And then Tina says, oh, we're going to cook meth. (laughs) So I also looked this up because I wasn't sure what the difference between crank and meth was because I always thought they were interchangeable. Yeah, so did I. And according to Google, I think that they are. I think that crank is another word for meth, and then ice is the other word for crystal meth, because there's a slight difference between, like, meth and crystal meth. Right. But, you know, caveat, this is based off of a Google search. I can't guarantee that they would actually (laughs) give me fully correct information. Like, I don't think... You know, I know, like, the internet's supposed to be, like, a free source of information or whatever, but I feel like for illegal shit, normally results are filtered. So. I feel like, though, like, watching, like, I don't know if you ever watched Breaking Bad, but no. I feel like Je- like Jesse called it interchangeable with, like, a bunch of things, but Crank definitely was, like, in there as, like, one of the terms. Yeah, no, I didn't watch for Breaking math, Bad. For math, I think. Really? Yeah, I... And you never, like, wanted to? Well, here's the thing. So... When people suggest things to me with too much frequency, I will not do it on principle. (laughs) And a few people told me that they thought that I would like Breaking Bad. And I'm sure that I would. But too many people told me to watch it. So now I will never watch it. What (laughs) if I say I hated it? What if I'm like, it's the worst? I'm already set. I'm already. It it was already set in stone. It's so good. That's what I've heard. And my, my friend Zach hates. She's he's like. None of that makes any sense. And I'm like, it doesn't just apply to shows. Like, if people tell me to do something enough times, I will not do it. You're like, you know what? <laughs> it's, it's really bad. Fuck I, you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm not <It's>, doing it. <laughs> I know that it's a bad habit. Like, there will be time. Like, even, like, people who are just being well-meaning. Like, sometimes I'll be on the phone with my friend Ananya. Because when I need to do chores. Um, have you ever heard of the term body doubling? No. Okay. It's basically, like, this concept, which which makes sense, where, like, you will be more productive if there's like another person there with you. They don't even oh, necessarily okay. have to be doing the same thing, but like yeah, they're just having like another in the person in the room yeah. is it, it helps people be productive. Some people, not everyone. Um, I am one of the people that it does help. And so, but I live alone. So if like, I know that I need to do something, if I'm like really putting it off, sometimes I'll call my friend Ananya and I'll be like, Hey, like, can you just hang out on the phone with me? Like, we don't even really need to chat. I just need to have someone else. Yeah. In my in your space. space. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But like if I'm on the phone with her and she's like, oh, you said you needed to do your dishes. I'm like, well, now I'm not doing them. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not good. Anyways. 
So bringing us back to Bob's Burgers, uh, <laughs> Tina had just made it. So they, um, the biker Frank, just explained. I, yeah, long story short, Matt. yes. I think crank is another term for Bad. <laughs> Based on Breaking Bad. <laughs> so conversation. So Linda is kind of like, oh, okay, kids, you know, time to go to bed, time to go to sleep. And tries to shoot them out of the restaurant. Gene asks if he can bring a biker to bed with him to tell him stories. Louise also wants that. She's like, just one. Um, but Linda is like shutting them down. She's like, no, no, you can't do that. You can't bring a biker to bed with you. <laughs> so cute. I love it. Oh, yeah. So we flash forward again. There's a lot of little time jumps in this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, Critter, it's now nighttime. And Critter is like, all right, guys, we like drank the place dry. Time to get out of here. And as they're walking out to get on their bikes and leave, they're drunk. Like, like one biker is being held up by, like, two other bikers to, like, walk out. And they're getting ready yeah. to drive. And that's irresponsible. Do not drive under the influence. But Linda's kind of like, oh, I'm sure they have designated drivers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Linda. And uh, before he leaves, uh, Critter gives Bob, like, kind of a wad of cash. And he's like, oh, this should, you know, cover the damages. Sorry if there's some blood on it. And Bob does this, like, very, like, stressed out laugh. And he, like, kind of pulls his hand away from the money. And there is blood on one of his fingers. And he, like, wipes it on his apron. (laughs) I'm like, oh, gosh. But if it's still wet, that means it's blood from one of the bikers. It's not like it's, like, you know, a murder victim's blood. So that's that's fine. Yeah. They were just getting rowdy at the Bob's Burgers. Mm -hmm. It's cool. And then he also gives Bob, um, like, a small, like, playing card-sized card that's like the logo of the one-eyed snake so just like the phallic snake Mm -hmm. and you know tells him um tells bob that it means that their club owes him one and he should put it in their window and that means that no one will mess with them except for maybe the buzzard kings who might throw a molotov cocktail but if they do bob should call critter and let him know (laughs) (laughs) so that's a scary sentence (laughs) yes and Bob kind of, like, accepts it all with a weird laugh and, like, kind of turns around. And then Critter's like, no, 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 right in the window. And so Bob, like, puts the card in the window. Critter gets on his bike. They leave. And uh, Bob kind of looks at it. And he's like, all right, so uh, we got this now. <laughs> so we now we cut to the next day or a future day, at least. I just assume it's the next day. And the kids are walking home from school again. And they're approaching the steps. Gene is like, oh, no, like, we're crossing paths again. Like, we're crossing paths. (laughs) And Logan, uh, who is big mad, like, walks up to them again and is like, hey, like, remember when I told you not to come around here? And Louise is like, no, I'm not so good at history. And then Tina chimes in and she's like, I'm pretty good with history, but I have some problems with math. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Which is true. So literal. (laughs) Tina's really bad at math. We know she is. Yes, we do know that. (laughs) And then Louise says... She's actually taking a course in the future. And what happens in the future is that she walks right past them. And then Logan gets annoyed. And he's like, I just want no little kids around when I'm trying to decompress after school. And, like, he's trying to create create a relaxed environment. He's trying to make his friends comfortable. And Louise is ruining it by coming it coming by with all this attitude. Like, okay, Logan. Yeah. And then Tina tells Logan, you know, hey, watch it. Like, don't mess with my sister. She'll wear down your self-esteem over the course of a number of years. (laughs) (laughs) And Jean kind of agrees. Um, But Logan tells her to shut it. He says, shut it, four eyes, because I'm talking to four ears. (laughs) And um, Louise kind of, like, leans into that nickname. And she's like, oh, well, with four ears, I I can ignore you twice as hard. 
And then she kind of like cups her hand near her ear and like does them all in turn. So she's like, what, 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 what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this is apparently the final straw for Logan because he says, you know, he has been pushed to the point of break. And he is confiscating these. And when he says that, he takes Louise's ears off of her head. And Louise, like, kind of screams. And we see Jean and Tina, like, gasp. And Logan puts the ears on. And he skates away. And he goes, laters. And then we, like, zoom in on Louise. And she's like, what just freaking happened? And it zoomed, like, way in on her face. So you see kind of some hair, like, at the top of her head. But, like, you don't see what she looks like without right. her ears. And yeah. this, okay, so I saw something on Reddit that was talking about theories about, like, why we never see Louise without her ears. And I think that partially it's just the animators, like, you know, knowing that it's like how we've never seen Ginger. Like, they just like to keep something right. a mystery. Yeah. But I saw someone who was like, oh, well, I always thought that the reason Louise always wore the ears is because without them, she looks so much like Linda. And so she, like, doesn't want to look like her mom. So she wears the ears. And I'm like, you know what? That's a pretty good theory. Because, like, I know she has the pigtails, but, like, her hair does a little flip like Linda's does. Yeah. And she has, like, a very similar head shape and, like, face to Linda. So I'm like, you know what? I'm buying it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to say that that's why Louise (laughs) doesn't like to see, to have her hair exposed. Because she doesn't want to look like her mom. Um, We now kind of cut to that evening. The family is having dinner. Louise has like a hoodie on and she has um, the hood pulled up and covering her head and she's like twitching her eye. So like she's not okay. And like it's very awkwardly silent at the table. Um, And then Linda finally breaks the silence and she's like, hey, like notice someone isn't wearing their bunny ears. (laughs) And Louise kind of gives a very crazy laugh at that and then bob is like oh yeah you know it's been a long time since we've seen you without your ears and louise is like too long (laughs) so she's not coping well no she's yeah unhinged (laughs) and tina is like hey like maybe you would feel better if you told mom and dad what happened but louise like cuts her off and is like oh tell them how happy i am mom up high and like gives linda a high five and then gene just excited about high fives, I guess. He's like, oh, I'll take one. <laughs> and so Louise gives Jean a high five too. And then she kind of like storms off. Um, and like, as she's walking away, Linda's like, do you think I should go after her? And Louise can hear this because she shouts from off screen like, no, I'm great. Everything's fantastic. And then she like slams her door and Bob is like, oh, maybe wait. <laughs> <laughs> so then the next day at school, um, Louise is still wearing the jacket Andy and Ollie are in lunch, on the lunch line with Louise. And Andy is like, oh, you're not wearing your ears today. And Ollie asks, is like, you know, unless they're invisible. <laughs> and Louise does another really weird laugh. And she's like, your mind is so beautiful. How do you come up with this stuff? And she like squeezes his face. So, yeah. And then she like knocks her lunch tray off the counter and in the background of this, we see a couple of posters, which they're not as funny as the ones that we see in Mr. Franz's office, but there's like a poster of the food pyramid and then another poster that says fruit, it's good to boot. And there's like a picture of a boot, like filled with fruit. <laughs> it's a very weird poster. I don't really know what it means. Like it's good to boot. I don't, that phrase doesn't work there. I don't think, but it's fine. Anyway, so Louise, like, starts walking through the cafeteria. Some people are looking at her. I think 
probably more in her head than in real life because not all of the kids look at her until yeah. she shouts, yeah, take it in. And then everyone kind of like pays attention to her at that point, including Mr. Frond, who was like, oh my gosh, like you're not wearing your ears. This is huge. You know, you must have a lot of issues to discuss and feelings to process. <laughs> and Louise is like, uh, yeah, I'm processing up a storm. I can really use a processing partner. And Mr. Frond is very excited. And he's like, me? And Louise is like, yeah, great idea. Your office, five minutes. And Mr. Frond like runs off. He's so excited. <laughs> um, so then Louise walks up to Tina and Jean at a lunch table. They're eating their lunch. And she tells them that she's out of there. She's going to go wait for, quote, that punk at the steps to get her ears back. Um, because we still technically don't know Logan's name. So that's why she referred to him as that punk. Tina offers, you know, for her and Jean to go with her. And Louise is like, no, no, no. You guys need to go home and lie to mom and dad about where I'm going or where I am. And Jean's like, oh, I'm cool with that. I'm, <laughs> I'm a liar, not a fighter. <laughs> um, and then as she's walking away, Tina asks if she wants them to keep her dinner warm. And Louise says, yeah, real warm with like a dramatic zoom. And I feel like this has to be a reference to something, but I don't know what it is. Do you know? No. It just, I mean, maybe. It feels like it, could it would be. be. It's such a weird line. Do you want to see yeah. your dinner warm? Like, but I don't, I don't know what it could be. And like, I can't, I like sort of tried to Google it. And I was like, I first tried to Google like the scene and then like reference, but like it was talking about other references in the show in general. And like, you can't just Google like, oh, do you want me to keep your dinner warm? Because then yeah. you get like, reheating instructions from food. So, <laughs> yeah i couldn't really translate yeah yeah so i i don't know if it's a reference if anyone knows if this is a reference please tell us because i would be interested to know if it is and if so what it's referencing so then we flash forward again louise is waiting for logan and his friends on the steps you know as they approach on their skateboard she stands up and she first tries to be nice and she's like oh like hey you're wearing the ears oh they're off center a little bit you know let me just and she like reaches up to fix them slash grab them away from him but logan's wise to her and he like kind of backs off um and then at this point we do get introductions louise is like oh you know i never got your name i'm louise and he says logan and she's like oh logan oh look at that i have uh and she pulls some money out of her pocket and she like starts counting and she's like i have one two three four five six seven eight nine dollars for the hat um and then logan declines saying he can't be bought like a quote quoting cheap sex lady <laughs> okay and louise kind of groans in frustration she tries to take the ears again uh and then logan kind of skates around her and is like oh you need to go back to plan school because you need a better one and then they have like another little back and forth of Louise being like, why don't you go to plant school? And Logan's like, why don't you? And Louise is like, why don't you? And they do that for like a minute. And then we flash back to the restaurant. Bob and Linda are inside. Bob asks what they should do with the one-eyed snakes card, if they should take it down. And Linda's like, no, like, remember when you took down that charity card, charity jar? You saw how pissed those breast cancer people got. <laughs> Two different things, but okay. Yes. Um, and then Jean and Tina walk in. They say hi. I think they say hi, parentals. Linda asks where Louise is. And um, Jean and Tina give, like, kind of a slow but pretty reasonable explanation. They're like, oh, she's shopping for hats. And, you know, Bob and Linda buy it. They're like, oh, I guess that makes sense that you would need, like, a, 
like a transition hat, like training wheels. And Linda's like, yeah, like when we got Gene a fish to prove he was responsible enough for a dog. And Gene says, I was not. And Linda says, that poor fish. So <laughs> I don't know what happened to it. Probably Gene just forgot to feed it. I don't know. It is sad. Um, so then we go back to Logan and Louise. And she's now following him home. He's skating and she's like jogging next to him. And she's kind of asking, like, oh, what's next? What's the plan? And Logan is like, okay, well, I'm home, so you should leave. And Louise is like, no, 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 we're home. And until I get the ears back, you know, wherever you go, I go. Um, and then we immediately see that Louise is making good on the promise because Louise, or Logan goes into the house and shuts the door. And then, like, through the windows, we see it go from nighttime and then back to daytime. And Logan opens the door to go to school. And Louise is standing exactly where she had been the night before. I don't want to believe that she like slept outside of his house. I want to believe she went home, got sleep, woke up really early and then walked back over. But honestly, who knows? And so Louise is uh, standing right outside the door. She's like, oh, are we going to school? And then they, you know, she like kind of jogs alongside him again to see skateboarding. And she's like, Logan, Logan, Logan. They get up to the school. It's called Huxley High School. And then when they get inside, Louise is asking Logan what the routine is. They're like, oh, do you go to your locker before class or after class? Do you have to pee? Like, what's the routine? And Logan's like, oh, I do need to pee, you know, in the boys' room. And Louise says she'll go in there with him, and she's not giving up. But Logan apparently is also not giving up. These ears are, I guess, a good luck charm for him because he got a prom date, and his practice SAT scores went up, which... I feel like he's only had the ears for a day. So that was a lot to happen in a day. Yes. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> but, magical experience. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get it. <laughs> um, so Logan, like, walks into the bathroom. Louise follows him and then goes, oh. And, uh, like, oh, stinks in here. And Logan's like, yeah, welcome to voicemail. And so then we get a montage of... Logan kind of walking or skating around and Louise trying to steal the ears back. Um, and like in the montage, we see Logan like skating underneath a tree and Louise like kind of hangs down from a top branch and tries to grab them, but misses. And then we see Louise hanging out the window of a bus, like a city bus and Logan's skating by, but Logan takes a turn. So Louise misses again when she's trying to grab the ears. And then eventually, um, them at a mall and Louise like kind of tries to jump on him while he's going up an escalator and then finally in a shoe store and this is kind of where the the montage ends because we see Logan trying on shoes um a classmate comes up to him with a couple of her friends and like compliments the ears and he's like oh thanks Shania and then a shoe gets thrown from like off screen it's one of the girls in the face and she falls over and we hear Louise go they're not his ears she tries to jump on him. Oh, so this causes her to get escorted out of the mall entirely by security. And Logan gives a snotty little like, oh, sorry to see you go so soon. And Louise at this point has reached her breaking point And she shouts, you know, like, let the record show. I tried to be reasonable with you, Logan. Now I have to go nuclear, which she pronounces nuclear. Um, so we get another cutscene to Louise knocking on Logan's door, this time his mother, um, who we will come to know as Cynthia, answers. And Louise, like, putting on her nicest voice, is like, oh, I hope I'm not interrupting dinner, but your son stole something from me. And Cynthia, sure, like, turns back and shouts, Logan! Um, and she seems kind of, like, 
this maybe isn't the first time that Logan has gotten in trouble for doing something mm-hmm. like this. Um, so we now um, jump forward in time a little bit again. Louise is sitting inside on a chair in the living room. She has tea. And she's like, you know, I didn't want to tattle, but like you left me no choice. <laughs> and Cynthia and um, her husband, Logan's dad, who we will know as Tom, are sitting on the couch. Logan's sitting in the other chair opposite of Louise. And Tom, like, you know, turns to Logan and is like, okay, return them now. And Logan's like, well, I can't. I threw them away. And that he told Louise she would never get the ears back. And Louise kind of calls him out saying, like, bully threw them away. And Logan's like, well, search my room. (laughs) God. And so Cynthia offers to write a check. She's like, I'm sorry about this. I'll write you a check. Is $20 okay? And Tom is like, oh, $20 seems a bit high. (laughs) And Cynthia's (laughs) like, not now, Tom. (laughs) Good Lord. Um, So Louise, though, is still kind of in interrogation mode. She asks Logan where he threw them away. He says at Poncho's Tacos. She says, which one? It's a chain. And he's like, the good one, the one on Riverside. And then Louise, like, runs out of the house. And we see her, like, running towards the Poncho's Taco, um, which has a dumpster outside, which is empty. The employee points at the name on the dumpster. Louise finds kind of, like, the company, like, that garbage truck company who, like, points her to the landfill who um, apparently that landfill has like an incinerator because um, Louise like runs up to them and an employee says, you know, no, what you're looking for is gone. It's been incinerated. Or I think he says incinerated. I think he has a T. And she screams like, no. And she starts making like sobbing noises and then like comes up into a maniacal laugh. And this scene, like this is a gift that is everywhere. Louise like mm-hmm. laughing maniacally with like the flames behind the her. The flames, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's from this episode. Um, <laughs> but we do get like one little piece of comedy because the employee's like, is it this? Like, is it this? And he's holding up like a phone with like like a like a landline with the cord cut and then like a yeah. sock. <laughs> he's like, is it. this it? And she's like, no, it's pink with ears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? So cute. Yeah. So we cut back to the Belcher residence. The family has pulled a bunch of hats like out of the closet for Louise to look at. Um, Bob picks up one of the hats. It's a trilby, I think. I don't think it's a wide enough brim for a fedora, but whatever. And he's like, oh, I remember this. This was going to make this was going to be my thing. And he like puts (laughs) it on and he's like, I could pull it off. Right. And Linda's like, yeah, yeah, of course. But like, you know, she's just being nice. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other hats that they have are Linda's boob police trucker hat. So love that we got a little callback. Um, A Kangol hat and a cowboy hat. So fun. And so Louise comes into the room and Linda's like, oh, there's my little big girl, which I think is really cute. And, you know, Linda says, hey, you know, Jean and Tina told us that you were in the market for an in-between hat. So we dug some out of the closet. Um, And Bob kind of like lays claim on the trilby again. He's like, you probably don't want this one. This one would be, this one's stupid. You don't want this one. <laughs> um, but uh, Louise in like kind of a very concerning voice is like, oh, like, thank you for thinking of me, but I don't need a hat to complete me. I'm all I need. And it's like, oh no, <laughs> this is concerning. Mm-hmm. And but Tina's like that's what I've been telling you. We love that. Um, and then Louise turns around and she's like, "All right, good night, Linda. Thank you for thinking of me." Youth. And uh, Jean then is like, "You know, all I need is that hat." But trying to 
grab for the trilby, but Bob takes it away from him and puts it on. So, you know, anyways, uh, we now go to the next day. The kids are riding their bikes to the steps um, again to see Logan. And Logan, who is a little shit, is like, oh, I'm surprised you don't. He like talks to Louise and he's like, I'm surprised you don't have pig ears on based on how you squeal. And then Louise, like, gets off the bike and she laughs very sarcastically and, like, kind of grabs Logan and is like, you know, how's your hearing? Um, And he says it's pretty good. Like, why? And she's like, I want to make sure that you can hear that. And then we kind of cut to the sound of motorcycles and we show Critter and, like, four other one-eyed snakes, like, rolling up to where they are, looking very angry. So some shit's about to happen. And so the motorcyclists, like, start to circle their little group. And Louise is shouting over them and saying, you know, for taking that which wasn't yours, I've summoned the wrath of the one-eyed snakes. Hell hath no fury. But then, like, kind of asked them to cut the bikes for a second because mm-hmm. she's yelling. <laughs> and after it's quieter, Louise is like, okay, did you hear the hell hath no fury part? And Logan's like, yes. And she's like, great, because the rest of it is hell hath no fury like I do, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. And so Louise says that because Logan took her ears and threw them away, these guys are going to take your ears and throw them away. (laughs) Very good threat. I know. So dark. Oh, my God. (laughs) And so Critter, like, gets off the bike. He leans down. He pulls a knife out of his boot. And he starts walking towards Logan. Like, gets real close to his face. And then, like, cuts the shirt tag off of his shirt. And is like, oh, I hate when shirt tags stick out. And... Like, during this whole part, Tina's, like, covering her face, and Jean is like, I think we're going to need to lay low for a while. So, like, they obviously didn't know what the plan was, but they are ride or die for their sister, so. Um, And so Logan is freaking the fuck out, obviously, and he starts crying, and he, like, bends down, and he's like, oh, here, 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 I didn't throw them away, and he grabs Louise's ears out of his backpack, um, and he's like, please leave my ears where they are. I like them in the current position that they're in. (laughs) And, um... Louise gets very happy. She puts the ears on and then she tells Logan to never mess with them again and to get the hell out of there. And he runs off. He leaves behind his backpack. He's like, you know, obviously panicking. And then we get kind of some guitar music. Uh, Louise gives Critter the card from the window. Then they give a little fist bump. We cut back to the restaurant um, and Teddy's inside with Bob and Linda. They're like fixing a stool and uh, the bikers kind of roll up and back and park their bikes in front of the restaurant. And then Bob, who's wearing the hat, he's trying to make it his thing, <laughs> is like, oh, no, we just got the place back together. <laughs> and so as the bikers enter the restaurant, you know, Bob takes off his hat. And Linda, who is an amazing hostess, is like, welcome back, fellas, uh, before noticing that the kids are with them, too, and asks what's going on. And then Bob is like, oh, Louise, like, you have your ears again. And Jean lets them know that Louise's ears were stolen and these mamajamas, the bikers, uh, helped get them back. And Linda's a little bit confused and Louise says that she cashed in the card that the One-Eyed Snakes gave them. Um, and Critter kind of tells Bob, like, who's holding the hat because he took it off when they entered. He's like, oh, this is a nice hat. And Bob's like, really? And, like, puts it back on. So <laughs> Bob loves being complimented. Um, and then Louise says, you know, she also told everyone that food and drink were on the house and then, you know, kind of yells at all the bikers to go crazy. Um, and the whole gang came to Bob's. So even though only a few of them were with, like, Louise, all of them apparently were in on this plan because all of them ended up at Bob's Burgers. Um, 
And Bob is kind of like, oh, no, 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 food, food's not on the house. But the bikers start going Too crazy. <laughs> they, they start drinking. And then, so we flash forward a little bit in time. We hear Teddy say, like, wow, they're really going crazy. <laughs> and um, then we see a group of people, including Logan's parents and Logan, entering the restaurant. And they're looking mad. And, like, the other people are, like, Logan's friends and then other adults. So they must be Logan's friends' parents. And Bob is like, oh, can I help you? And then Cynthia speaks up. She's like, hey, like, we're parents from this community, and we are marching on your filthy, dangerous biker bar. And Bob is like, well, we're not a biker bar. And Tom is like, well, you are serving beer to a bunch of bikers. <laughs> uh, but Cynthia kind of cuts him off and is like, Tom, please. And then says that um, this biker bar is the reason that the town is um, – going down the tubes and they will not allow violence against their children to continue, which is echoed by Edith who like had poked her head in and was like violence. Um, so Bob is confused and he's like, well, what violence? And Logan is kind of crying and he's like, those bikers wanted to cut off my ears and Critter's like, okay, calm down. Like we weren't going to cut off any ears, <laughs> but Louise is like, well, don't listen to him. He would. <laughs> and Critter's like, no, 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 I wouldn't. And Louise is like, I think you would. And Critter eventually is like, you don't know my mind. So love that. And then Critter's like, listen, no, I was just helping to teach these little bullies a lesson. And then Linda, who like kind of picks up on the situation, is like, oh, so this is the brat who picked on my Louise. And then she calls Cynthia Miss Pris and says that the bikers aren't the problem with the town. It's their kids and they're a bunch of animals. And Jean is like, yeah, lady, control your kids. And Cynthia gets mad and she's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's your kids who can't be controlled. And Tina's like, oh, she's right. I can't be controlled. <laughs> <laughs> Tina. Um, and so Linda gives kind of an amazing insult. And this is where I think the start of Linda giving like these really weird but hilarious insults. And she tells Cynthia to go fart in a phone booth and then makes a couple farting noises and then Bob, like, tells Linda to calm down. And Linda's like, well, you tell this hussy to calm down. And Louise is like, yeah, calm it, hussy. Um, and if anyone is curious, because hussy's not really in the vernacular any longer, the actual definition is, quote, a brazen or immoral woman or a, quote, sexually immoral woman. And, like, trollop is a synonym. I think hussy is used more in English, like, the UK, like, English countries. I've been known to I've been known to throw a hussy here and there. Yeah, it's, just, my... it's not like as much in the vernacular here. Yeah. I think as, as some other words. So, um, Tom gets mad. He's like, "Do not call my wife a whore." And Cynthia's like, "I will not calm it." And she kind of shoves Linda's shoulder, and then Linda shoves her shoulder back, and we get like this little fight of them shoving each other's shoulders. We hear in the background one of the bikers being like, "Oh, love a cat fight." Um, the kids encourage Linda. Tina tells her to pull out her highlights, which is absolutely hilarious. Um, and then Critter tries to be reasonable and he like kind of cuts between them and he's like, okay, stop. Like we're stopping fighting. Um, which results in Cynthia like grabbing the vest, the tattered vest off of Critter and it like falls onto the ground. Um, and with this happens, uh, the bar goes, or the restaurant it's not a bar the restaurant goes like silent and everyone like all the bikers glare at cynthia and bob walks up to her and is like listen pick that up apologize and then leave like please it is for your own good and cynthia refuses um 
And one of the bikers goes behind them and locks the door. And then Mudflap's like, should have left when you could have left. Terrifying. If I was ever in that situation, I would run away immediately. <laughs> and um, then Louise jumps on the counter and she's like, everyone who's got a knife, grab it. This is a fight to the death. Um, and then Bob tries to like reason with Critter and he's like, hey, listen, you can't fight these people. You're going to destroy them. Um, but Critter's like, I have no choice. When you disrespect the one-eyed snake's colors, you have to pay. And, like, my leadership is on the line here. And Bob is like, well, would Horny Dave have you guys beat up a bunch of white-collar parents? And Critter's like, Horny Dave is dead. So it's getting very tense very quickly. Cynthia thinks that they're bluffing. Um, and Mudflap says the one-eyed snakes don't bluff. And Louise is like, neither do the Belcher kids. And Tina's like, except when we do. And Jean says, yeah, let's keep shouting stuff. Screw inside voices. <laughs> um, so Tom pulls out his phone. He says he's going to call the police. Um, but Critter grabs it and like kind of smashes it on the ground and stomps on it. And Tom's like, no, my running mix. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mudflap is like, all right, that's enough talk. It's time to kick. But then like cuts herself off because she like hunches over and she like kind of groans in pain. And Linda's like, Mudflap, are you okay? And Mudflap's like, oh, that's cool. It's just a contraction. And Linda's like, contraction? <laughs> and Critter is like, okay, listen, hold that kid in until this fight is over. Um, and Mudflap says she'll try, but then like immediately is like, oh, nope, I can't. This baby is coming. So she must have been in labor for a minute because it does not happen that quickly Yeah, in real life. Um, so Bob says, okay, I'm going to call an ambulance. But Tom speaks up. Apparently he's a doctor and Mudflaps. All right, well get over here doc and check the oil. And she like unzips her pants. Um, and Tom kind of like reaches under to like feel how dilated she is, I assume. Um, and he asks like how far apart the contractions are. And Mudflap is like, they are not. And Tom is like, Oh, this baby is coming like right now, like into my hand. <laughs> so woof, dangerous situation. So now we have another very slight time jump. There's like a makeshift bed that's made on top of one of the tables. Mudflap has her pants off and she's covered with like a towel or sheet or something. Um, and Tina asks if Mudflap wants a wooden spoon to bite down on. But Mudflap says, uh, you know, forget the spoon, get me whiskey. The bikers kind of like pat their vests. Tom apparently has a flask in his golf bag. Critter offers her some whippets. Um, but Cynthia has a flask, so this entire group is very similar, apparently, in that regard. Um, and Linda puts a straw in the flask before they give it to Mudflap, and she takes a drink. Um, and then Tom, who is trying to have bedside manner, I think, is like, oh, what's your name? And she says, Mudflap, and he's like, oh, I, had a, I have a grandmother named Mudflap. <laughs> and she's like, really? And he's like, no, 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 you're, you're named after the dirty part of a truck. <laughs> That's not a name. Um, so Tom tells Mudflap to start pushing. Teddy makes kind of an out-of-pocket comment and is like, oh, just pretend it's lasagna. It's gross. <laughs> um, and then to the side, Cynthia and Linda are having a normal conversation. Cynthia's like, you know, I can't believe Mudflap is doing this without an epidural. You know, if I didn't have one with Logan, oof. And Linda agrees and she's like, yeah, tell me about it. Like those two piece of cake, that one, the whole cake, those two being Tina and Louise, that one, that's the whole cake is Jean. Um, you know, Cynthia apologizes. She says she's sorry that Logan picked on her kids. Linda says she's sorry her kids had bikers threatened to cut, you know, 
her kid's ears off. Not exactly equal, but it's fine. Um, so then we go back to Mudflap. Tom has Bob and Critter like kind of hold Mudflap's legs up so she can push. And there's a head. And then after another big push, we have a baby. <laughs> and Tina says, not it, to clean the table. <laughs> and it turns out that the baby is a boy, Jean says, barely. So that's hilarious. And Tom asks Mudflap is there's, if there's anyone special she'd like to cut the cord. And Mudflap says, his daddy. Um, kind of looking at Critter. And Critter's very confused because he's like, Horny Dave is dead. But it turns out that Horny Dave had a vasectomy in 95. And Critter is the dad, even though they have some confused back and forth. Like, Critter's like, what do you mean? Slow down. Like, what are you saying? But he eventually gets it after Mudflap says, Sometimes the one you slept with nine months ago was right in front of you all along. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then after the baby's born... um, Everyone's kind of calm again. Louise asks if they're going to have a fight. Bob says there's not going to be a fight. Um, Critter kind of makes a comment that the kids like squashed a beef better than Horny Dave ever did. Cynthia like grabs the tattered vest off the ground and like gives it to, she calls him Creature, but Critter. (laughs) um, And is like, I figured you could use this as a baby blanket. So they like put it over the baby. Um, Bob tries to give a movie wrap up and he's like, yo, our town isn't bad. You know, if we want to be better neighborhood, we just have to be better neighbors to each other. And Louise and Logan both boo. (laughs) Linda tells Louise that she was really brave and she stood up for herself and she got help from dangerous bikers all without her ears. And maybe she doesn't need him anymore. And Louise says, you know what? Maybe she doesn't. Maybe she knows someone that does need them more than her. And, like, looks at Logan and is like, oh, Logan, why don't you keep them? And Logan's like, really? (laughs) And Louise is like, no. Like, no freaking way. I'm just (laughs) messing with you, you idiot. (laughs) And then uh, Louise kind of welcomes her ears home. She says, let's get you a beer. And then she asks her dad for two beers. And Bob says no. And she's like, they're for my ears. (laughs) And then we get the end credits. Uh, So the end credits, we get kind of some rock-ish sounding music. And the visual is the kids riding their bikes, um, like, on a road. Tina's wearing sunglasses. Jean is the only one being safe, wearing a helmet. Um, And they, like, kind of ride off into the sunset, and the sun changes shape and takes the shape of Louise's bunny ears. And that is Season 3, Episode 1, Earsy Rider. Woo! Nice. Nice job. That was, that, was a lot, that was a lot of, <laughs> of detail in that one. That, yeah, that's there was a, no, like, flashbacks, but there was one. a lot of jump forwards. Yes. So. Nicely done. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Since I've been talking for eight billion years, what <laughs> were some of your favorite moments? Um, I just love the one-eyed snakes in general. I feel like I love, like, a dangerous group with a heart of gold, you know? Like, very sweet. Um, Agreed. Teddy, Teddy thinking he hit a rainbow was very funny. <laughs> Um, as a, as a not largely endowed female myself, I feel like I always laugh when Louise is like, now I want them. Like when Mudflop opens the beer bottle with her boobs, (laughs) even though I don't think you could do that, but like, it's still impressive. So I get it. I think, I think that you could. So I'm, I'm sort of largely endowed, but I feel like I would have to like kind of squeeze them together to like yeah. rip the bottle cap. But I feel like it right. would hurt. Like yeah. the skin on your chest is very sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> it hurt. Even like with your hand. Like, yeah, it hurts. With your hand it would hurt. 
Um, and then just Tom in general. And no, my running mix <laughs> makes me laugh every time. <laughs> what about you? Uh, so I... Well, I love just in general Louise's like very unhinged behavior in this episode. Like, it's not like one specific moment. She's just absolutely insane, and I appreciate that about her. Yes. Um, I also love when Critter is like just really confused about being a dad. Yes. Because <laughs> like it's like what like why don't you get it and like I know they really have to like, like spell it out for him. <laughs> this baby is your spawn. Yeah. <laughs> like wait a minute, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. So good. Um. And yeah, no, I agree with you. I also really love the One-Eyed Snakes. I think that they are a great addition. I think that it's like, you know, biker, like there's, um, what's that one that like, there's like a biker club that like does a lot for like kids charities. I don't think they're Hell's Angels. Maybe they are. I'm not 100% sure. In real life, there's like biker clubs that are like really charitable yeah. and it's like really sweet. Yes, very um, sweet. So I do like the fact that the One-Eyed Snakes are there. I love that this town, even though it's small, is big enough to have an outlaw. Not just one, but multiple outlaw yeah. microphones. <laughs> so good. I know. Very <laughs> I cute. I appreciate that about them. I think that the writers are hilarious for making all of the names of the biker clubs kind of kind of dirty. Sexually tinged. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I appreciate that. I feel like that's realistic. Um, but yeah that is that water yes hi chicken do you want to come say hi come here baby you were sleeping for most of that you were doing so good (laughs) oh proud of you so sleepy (gasps) yeah he's a sleepy boy he woke me up this morning very early didn't you because you were eating my hair weren't you oh yeah yum 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 Weren't you? And then you got clocked in the face because I didn't realize what was happening. I kind of threw my elbow back. Oh. But you're okay. Anyways, um, I definitely did not make... Don't you rabbit kick me. Excuse me, sir. All right, fine. Put you down. Stop holding you like a baby. Whatever. <laughs> you don't want my love. Um, I definitely did not make any of the burgers from this. Um, I have been busy at work. Which is a good thing, but yeah, I usually same. get home from work and I'm like, I'm so exhausted. So at my work, we do this, um, all employees get put through an immersion thing where we learn how to do a lot of skills non-visually and it's very tiring. Like it seems like it shouldn't be, but oh my God, it's so exhausting. Well, I'm sure because it's like your other, you can't use like your main <sighs> yeah. Sense that and you I'm like use. learning to do a lot of really cool things, but like I walked yeah. around the block like non-visually just with a cane, and I was like exhausted afterwards. I felt like my yeah. whole body was so tense because I was like trying to like listen for everything. Mm-hmm. So we were like next to a road, and I was like, I gotta like listen for cars and like for right. people. And it's funny when you're walk. I've I've noticed something like when I'm walking around with the shades on, people are like, <laughs> people are are interesting. But like there was someone who was like very clearly across the street from me based on the sound of their voice and their dog started barking and they were like they like called over to make sure that I knew that their dog was on a leash and I was like well obviously because yeah. it's not like the the sound isn't getting closer to me yeah but like people are like very over which makes sense I guess I am too like I over explain when I know there's someone around me who can't see but it's weird to experience it yeah with the shades on so anyways 
I'm very tired all the time. Yes. So I did not make any of the burgers. I yeah, also... I didn't. I did not either. Don't know really how they would be because like two carat burger comes with two carrots. Are those on the side? I can't really tell. Yeah. Say it ain't cilantro burger. Doesn't come with cilantro. Has no cilantro. So it's just a regular it's burger. like a normal. Yeah. Not if I can kelp it. Like... What yeah. am I supposed to do? Wrap it in seaweed? I don't know. So I don't know if any of those books are... If, oh my God. Those books are in the burger. I don't know if any <laughs> of those burgers are in the book. So I, <laughs> I don't yeah, think we would I didn't. be able to make them if we wanted to. Yeah. And you have been busy with the start of school. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. Nope. No extra time. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you have any parent-teacher conferences? My mom just, te she texted me the other day that she had her first round of parent-teacher conferences. No, we had open house last uh, week. Gotcha. Because um, we started, September 1st was our first day with the kids. So we just finished like our third week of school. So it's good, but I'm exhausted and like a low level sick all the time yeah so yeah I'm, you know kind well, of feeling it but take the rest of today yeah whatever time is left and do nothing yeah that's the plan <laughs> i'm gonna watch some I'm gonna watch some football i'm gonna be disappointed while i'm watching football because my yeah, team is the cardinals that's... so you know mm. <laughs> as a bills fan i can relate you yeah but i mean the bills are doing that bad right no i've been like what i get like they're playing right now so i've been like what like watching oh they're online. kicking ass right yeah now. they're doing well yeah so <laughs> we'll see it's still early in the season we'll see it is early in the season but um the commanders beat the cardinals so mm. like the commanders let's go bills <laughs> mm -hmm. oh nice. my god this is so unrelated but have you seen the rumor that travis kelsey is dating taylor swift no okay I have been following this rumor so closely because I have never wanted anything to be more true. I love Travis Kelsey and I would love it if Taylor Swift was in her athlete era. Mm -hmm. And I keep sending like videos about like little Instagram reels and screenshots and chicken. You do not need to do that right now. You stop it. Sorry. My sister has a ceiling fan. I'm at my sister's house and I'm sitting at her dining table and there's a ceiling fan and she has like um, the longer things to like yeah. pull. And the there's like, stop it, little charms on them that look like yeah, a little yeah, light yeah. bulb and a little fan. <laughs> and chicken keeps standing up to bat at them. Yeah. They're not toys. Stop <laughs> it. You're the worst. <sighs> God. Anyways. Um, so I've been, I've been sending a bunch of stuff about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey to my friend Zach. And I'm like, I think I'm a Chiefs fan now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I would love that so much. I want mm. her to be in her athlete era. Anyway, so I'll probably pay attention to the Chiefs too. Chiefs. When do they play? Oh, they're playing at the same time as the Cardinals. No, I'll be watching the Cardinals game. And crying softly to myself. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. Um... Can't think of anything else to say. We did get an email. Don't know if you wanted yes. to. We wanted to talk about that. Yes, we, got we have gotten quite a few lines of communication lately, which we love so much. I don't necessarily want to go into detail because I don't know if those people feel comfortable with probably, us sharing things. Probably not. But um, I will say, but or maybe if we they see do, you. We love you. We yeah. We appreciate that. Like. You know, we just came up with our one-year anniversary of starting this thing. 
Emily and I literally met on Reddit and I basically was just kind of like, hey, who wants to maybe do a podcast about Bob's Burgers? And Emily took the bait. And it's wild to us that people listen to this thing, let alone connect with us. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we can connect with other people about a show that I think we all love for different reasons and, you know, has helped us in different times in our lives and continues to do so. And it's just been so touching and so amazing to um, connect with you guys. And it means a lot. It means a lot. You know, I feel like, you know, yeah, we could be talking into the void and that would also be equally as cool. But it's so nice to see that we are when people reach out yeah, it makes meeting me so people happy. and yeah and like, so we, we, we love you and and thank you and it's you yeah, know we we're so like, happy that you we got the email and the dm on like the same day and like yes. i was having such a shit day yeah and like i checked the email and i was like <gasps> i know and I, like, I know and we've gotten like we've gotten like a few dms and, yeah. and they've always been so supportive and you know it's it's just it's great to connect you know like i said over a thing that we love and and it's just, it's been very, very touching. So thank yeah. you to anyone who's reached out and we love hearing from you guys. Um, we will always respond, maybe not right away as we both kind of are, you know, yeah. back in our work I, like, bullshit, but. I really only check yeah. the email like once a week because I don't have it on my phone. Maybe I should add it to my phone, but I really only yeah. log into it like once every week. So yeah, maybe I'll get better about that. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, and with that being said, if you ever want to reach out to us, we are bobscastpod at Gmail. We are bobscastpod on Instagram. I made us a threads. I have yet to post anything on the threads. I, like, figured out how to do it. Yeah, I got the notification um, that we made one, but I still haven't yeah, gotten in there either. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll figure that out. I never was on Twitter or X or whatever, yeah. so I don't know how to do it, but... I'll be damned if I won't give it a good old millennial try. Yeah. Um, I got, for, like, personally, I got a Threads. And, like... Yeah, so did I. The first thing that I posted on there was, like, are we going to call these threats? And, like, (laughs) I haven't done anything else, really. That's good. I like that. Very good. I have, like, you know, my two brain cells kind of ping-pong around in my brain. And occasionally they hit each other and I get... Right, and and something happens. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway... So, yeah, so <sighs> like Kim said, we are on Instagram. We are Bob's Cast Pod. Our Gmail is bobscatpod at gmail.com. Um, please feel free to comment on any of our stuff or DM us or email us. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I think I just put us on iHeartRadio as well. So if you feel like you would like to, if you, you know, follow us and rate and subscribe, that would be awesome. Make our days. Yes. Um, but... Otherwise, we will see you guys for the next episode, which is full bars, which I think is actually going to be really great timing. Yes. Because this episode, let's see, Earsy Rider is getting published on the 27th, which means that full bars will be on October 11th. So yeah, we'll be in October for the first Halloween episode of Bob's Burgers. So amazing. Very much looking forward to that. Big fan of spooky season. Um, and do you have anything else you would like to add before we give our goodbye? Nope. That's it. Thank you for tuning in and stay fresh, me bags. Stay fresh.